When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. Good morning, welcome to the Punters, mate. This Friday morning, September the 9th, 2022, we're in a new time slot as I welcome my co-host Sam Highland. Sam, 6.30, a couple of hours earlier than normal, so you and I have both had to uh, spring from the bed, jump in the car and, uh, and get in here, but it's a good time of the day, isn't it? It is a good time of the day to be up, Chris O, and uh, yeah, it's uh, very sad to get up and wake up to the news that uh, Queen Elizabeth has uh, passed away and... Obviously, uh, a great, uh, great racing person, but a great, uh, just a great person overall, isn't she? You know, um, it's uh, yeah. I think that the, I'm a fan of the Royals, and uh, I, yeah, I think she's been wonderful, and and uh, right to the very end, uh, raced horses, and and always uh, shown you know keen interest. Um, you know, I know um, uh, that you know, it was still not that long ago that she was still going to the stables in Newmarket and checking out her horses and checking in with Willie Haggis and yep. and her trainers. And, yeah, she was all over it. So, uh, yeah, great, great, uh, great person in horse racing that we've lost there and a great person overall in the world, the I Queen Elizabeth. Couldn't agree more. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the royal family as well. And uh, it was always going to happen this day. It was getting closer. And it's, it's a real shame. I mean, she had everyone's respect. You listen to all those world leaders talk. I heard a lot of them on the, in the car on the way up this morning or the way down this morning. And, yeah, she, uh, she, kept, she kept her politics out of her. She never really got involved in all that sort yeah. of stuff. She kept everything on the back burner while she did what she had to do. And to be... Uh, like the Queen for 70 years, it's just unbelievable. And the changes in the world that she saw yeah, in that exactly. time are just, are just phenomenal. So, yeah, it's a sad day. And, uh, you know, to uh, all the people in uh, Britain who see them on the TV outside Buckingham Palace, and I think they've got 12 days of mourning, I heard somewhere. Is so, it really? Yeah, right. Yeah, and look, I think RaceNet, looking at some of the tweets this morning, I think RaceNet really summed it up uh, with a couple of theirs. Uh, Horse racing has lost its biggest fan. What a life. Rest in peace. Yeah. And Tony Brass will put one up as well. Uh, how much did Her Majesty love horse racing? It said every day with breakfast she read the racing papers and the form guide. Is that right? Yeah. yeah I don't know how true that is, but it sounds true. That's fantastic. And, yeah, don't doubt it. I mean, it was it was a big part of her life, wasn't it? You know, and, and uh, it was, uh, although, in the, you know, in the mainstream press it's uh, – it, probably never got a lot but it's yep. in the racing you know racing people and as i say those trainers that train for her in Newmarket, and you know they often you, you saw them speak about the queen and when she came to the stables to see their see their her horses and um yeah she was a big part of it so that's you know i think the fact that um being at, at the age she was i think what was she 96 and yeah. and uh yeah i, I saw a um I saw on a, a tweet not so long ago that she was, she was at the stables or might have been six months ago, um, checking out her horses, you know, and 
that's uh, yeah, it's a great thing. And I don't think any fan of, of horse racing or the monarchy will forget that vision of when she run, won that race at Ascot. It was going back a few years ago. Now you might remember what it was, but she was wearing yeah, the, the purple, Ascot Gold Cup. Yeah, yeah she. I've yeah. never seen her look like that. It just she was so happy. Yeah, yeah. It's, no, it's just an amazing bit of footage that. Yeah, she, it was. Uh, it, it was. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, you, for somebody that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, you know, people would think that she's somebody in the world that has everything, isn't she? But, uh, you know, she got such a buzz. You could yep. see such a thrill out of uh, winning that race. Yep. She did. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a sad day. We've lost a good one there, that's for sure. Uh, back onto the horse racing today. Our special guests are Maddie Hoisted, of course, from the Hoisted or O'Day Hoisted training establishment. They've got shooting for gold going around at Flemington, plus Berry Cart resuming maybe. At uh, Dooman, might depend on the weather. We'll have to ask Maddie about that. And we're speaking to Pip Miller after 7 a.m. Now, Pip Miller is the PR consultant for the Cairns Amateurs. And, of course, the Cairns Amateurs semi kicks off today. Two big days up there at Cairns. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't get a gig. I've been to the Cairns Amateurs uh, before, Chris O, and uh, wowee, what a weekend uh, that was. Um, it was a few years ago now, a couple of years ago now, but, uh, gee, it was good fun and... Uh, you remember yeah, it? What a great, uh, great part. Yeah, I do remember parts of it. I remember waking up pretty hungover and uh, having to uh, get on a plane. That was rough. Uh, uh, that after the weekend, yeah, that was tough. And I remember, uh, I remember the dance floor in Gilligan's, Chris. O, so oh, the nightclub. Yeah, that, they were, we were cutting some moves in there, and uh, there's not many, not many places you'll go to, not many bars or um, nightclubs you'll go, and there's a pool right next to it, and. Uh, <laughs> There's plenty of action going on in the pool. It sounds and, a bit dangerous. And there's a fence it. around it. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, it's. Oh, I tell you what, it was pretty. Uh, it, it was uh, uh, pretty uh, cruisy. Every, the whole setup, and yeah, it was. There's. I tell you what, there was people getting around with not much clothes on. Too. Really? Yeah. Hope you weren't one of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm not a very good swimmer. <laughs> Now, my top three from the week in racing. We'll go back to last Saturday at the Valley in the McEwen Stakes, Rothfire and Zoo Style. Sam running 1-2. I don't think many out there thought Rothfire would return to the uh, the winner's list at uh, Mooney Valley in that race, but he had the lovely run behind them. But I thought Zoo Style was really good because he didn't jump well. Damien Oliver had to give him a dig and send him through to lead, and I, I thought Cool and Gatter had him on the corner, but he fought off Cool and Gatter, but he couldn't fight off Rothfire. Yeah, look... Um Interesting race, wasn't it? And and look, I'm uh, I've been uh, a bit critical of these races down in Melbourne, and and I think uh, obviously with what's going on, the you know the rivalry between Sydney and Melbourne, it's the Melbourne races are, are definitely suffering. And I tell you what, it's the fact that Queensland horses have gone down there, mm. and you know Zoo Style's got a wind problem. Uh, Rothfire has had two significant chips taken out of it, out of his fetlock, and you know I, I, uh, uh, well, Rob Heathcote has openly said that um, you know they never come back as good uh, when they've had an injury like that. Oh, gee, I reckon that race was ordinary, and and you know, but it was great, great that great that um, you know Zoo Style gave a good sight, and Rothfire came over top of him and and uh, got the money, and uh, but. Yeah, it's it's. I I think those races in Melbourne, gee, they're they're really they're really feeling the pinch. This, from what I've seen, uh, that for these good races, 
Uh, the start of the spring carnival, gee, they've been weak, haven't they? This is the two-state rivalry starting to come to the fore, oh, and we're paying and the price. The pain, it's, it's, do you know what? It's really, you know, I, I just went, where are we? And uh, we'll bark those races. You know, Mr. Brightside's race was... What, automatic was, entry into the Cox Plate and well, served up that? You know, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I think um, it's sad, really. Sad that we just haven't got the good horses around and the... There, um, it's it's good if you have a half handy one though that uh, yeah. that can go out and do that because um, yeah, I, I am I'm going to say that a uh, few of those horses uh, in in previous years they wouldn't get a kick in that, in a race like that. All right, now my other couple of highlights before we go to a break. We're already running behind time. Angela Jones riding a treble at Doombin. that comes in at number two and <laughs> one for you, Sammy Sausage. <laughs> This horse is a dead set sausage, but he managed to break through for I think win number four last Saturday. Black Log. Ah, I was on him. I was on him. I backed him. I backed Black Log. Well, there you go. So uh, what did I do? I went uh, Black Log into Aussie Nugget, Uh, and uh, yeah, I I tell you what, yeah, I had a good weekend last week. So yeah, I had a bit of a giggle to myself because somebody else tipped it Black Log as well. I think. I think a few did. Yeah, was it? Yeah, and. He's, but he's effective in that ground, isn't he? And he is. it was it was his day, isn't it? And you he know? was good the week before. Yeah. Anywho, we'll go for a break. When we come back from the break, we'll chat to Matty Hoistead. This is the Punters Mate on SEN. Welcome back to the Punters Mate on this Friday morning. You're with Chris Nelson and Sam Hyland. A little bit murky outside, Sam, in Brisbane. No uh, significant rain as yet, but we are supposed to get... 10 to 20 mils and possibly a storm later today. So that'll tip the track tomorrow at Doombin into the heavy range again, I would think. Why can't we race at Eagle Farm on these weeks where it's wet? Well, yeah. Well, i tell you what the positive is. I mowed the lawns yesterday. Oh, and, that's and, beautiful. Uh, it's just, you know, when you wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and you hear the rain on the roof and you just go, oh, that's great. It is just a good just freshen it up nicely. <laughs> Matty Hoisted joins us. Uh, of course, Matty is uh, one half of the O'Day Hoisted Training Partnership, and they are going great guns at the moment, as they have been for some time. Matty, good morning to you. Morning, boys. How are you this morning? Where do we find you? In Brisbane or Melbourne? Uh, no, in Melbourne. So in Melbourne? It's, uh, at Flemington. Yeah, at Flemington this morning. So, yeah. How's Danny, the weather down there? a bit of luck on the weekend. It's actually How's beautiful this morning. Yeah? It's a nice, nice mild morning, and... Yeah, they're going to, going to get to possibly 20 degrees today, so wow. uh, beautiful. I think I'm back Boom. home. Break out the shorts. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> All right, first of all, before we start talking about uh, the runners on the weekend, would you give us an update, please, on Uncommon James? We know there was an issue there, and you pulled the pin on his campaign. Yeah, look, there's, there's no no major damage at all. Uh, look, he was just he had a tiny little bit of fill uh, just in a in a fetlock. Um, look, it's, it's one of those things. If we were wanting to go deeper into his preparation, or if it would have been earlier in his prep, uh, there would have been no worries. He just had a couple of days off, and and that uh, filling sort of come out straight away. It was just obviously at a really tricky time. Would have meant we weren't able to, to get his final piece of work into him he, heading into the weekend. And and the fact that, as I said, it was sort of going to probably be potentially his last run, and we'll sort of weren't committed to the Rupert Clark. It was just going to be to see how he how he comes through that. So whilst we miss 
finish that final piece of work rather than keeping him around for, for something else. We just made the made the decision to send him home and, and sort of look after him. But yeah, look, there's there's no no structural damage or any issue there that's going to need an enforced break. He'll just go home now, have a nice little break, and probably try and target him at a race like an Oakley Plate or something down here in the in the autumn. Okay, I was going to ask you that. What what would be the targets? But uh, you've answered that already. But uh, that sounds good. So is he back in Brisbane or is he where where does he go for his break? Yeah, so he actually stopped over in Sydney at Emmeron Park for a few nights. Uh, so he left on Sunday, last Sunday down here, and he's uh, just arrived back in back in Brisbane this morning, actually, out at, out at Kalora Lodge. He'll spend a few days there before uh, heading back to, to Lavin Park, uh, where he'll do his spell. Just, um, yeah, wanting to sort of break the trip up as, as much as possible. Matt, it's fair to say that, well, the Queensland horses have been firing since uh, since going down there, that... that uh, uh, down in Melbourne, and I, I said it sort of uh, earlier in the show here to Chris Nelson this morning. Uh, I reckon these races in Melbourne they're um, they're a bit weaker this year, and and it's a good opportunity for these Queensland uh, the good Queensland horses to go down there and and fire, and we've seen that so far, haven't we? Yeah, hundred percent. Look, that's obviously the the benefit that we've got with these horses sort of coming off. Uh, you know, our, our obviously winter carnival that they've still got that bit of residual fitness on them, and and that's sort of why we wanted to try and target these these earlier races, and they definitely have been so far. We have been sort of, yeah, you know, I guess a little bit lucky in the sense that um, yeah, they have been a little bit light on in in sort of depth, and and yeah, it's been been really good for us that we've been able to capitalise on it, and um, yeah, it's definitely definitely worked in our favour. Now you're down at Flemington, Matt, because you've got two runners there tomorrow, and they are Scalopini in the Sofitel, which is race number four, and of course, shooting for gold goes around in the Bobby Lewis. Can we start with Scalopini? Your thoughts there, please. Yeah, look, really happy with him. He's coming in on a on a uh, month between runs. Uh, had a little freshen on the back of that run at Caulfield. Look, he was he was really gallant there. He obviously had no favours in the run, being wide without cover the trip, but still thought he boxed on well. Obviously behind Mr. Brightside, uh, you know the form being Frank, even with Azar coming out and winning, who ran last in that race and come out and obviously won on the weekend. So uh, look, he couldn't be any better. He had a nice little tick over jump out here at Flemington uh, last Friday. Was really happy with the way that he was through the line and uh, look draws a good gate. And should get a, a beautiful run in transit and look there's you know, a couple of those like Pinstripe and Bermudez obviously down on the minimum uh, that we've sort of got to give four and a half kilos to but um, you know we've drawn to get the better run they've drawn a little bit sticky so hopefully um, you know he, he's going to get a perfect run in transit and I'm sure he'll he'll give a really good kick here on, on Saturday and he's a he's a really nice chance. Shooting for gold is going to be I think better for having that run up the straight would that be fair to say? Yeah, definitely. Look, we definitely would have loved to uh, found a race with probably a little bit more tempo on, but the fact that it's such a big field, you'd think it's got to generate a normal amount of tempo. And, you know, rail in the crew here at Flemington, uh, you know, I suppose it's a bit of a rule. Usually they sort of come up the middle or outside, so with him drawing 17, it's going to mean he, he hopefully will be in the, the sort of more preferred part of the track anyway. It's just obviously the risk of him not being able to get cover uh, drawn out there. Would have probably preferred him in the middle of the pack where you would have known he'd be able to get cover and switch off straight away. But, um, you know, he obviously raced fresh, you know, being sort of first up for a little while off a, off a fresh and with having two runs since then, we'd, we'd definitely expect him to, to relax a lot better uh, come Saturday, especially on a two-week break. So, look, as long as he can... He can sort of, you know, be nice to see him get a little bit of cover and, um, you know, he's he's going to be able to be, be much more effective in this race than he was in the Orange Star, that's for sure. Now, at Doombin, match, you've got uh, Prince Shalar going around in the first race. So we are going to get some rain here today and we will be racing on a 
soft, maybe even heavy track. He's had one go on soft for one win. And I thought, uh, well, actually, he's had one go on soft for one win. He has. I was reading another horse, but he's also had one for one. He's second at Eagle Farm behind Spiritualized last time. I think he'd take a lot of benefit from that run. Uh, stepping up in distance tomorrow, 13.50 should suit. Yeah, definitely. Look, uh, always giving us the indication to be sort of uh, you know, more suited once he gets to 14. And obviously, Spiritualized was really impressive when he you know rolled along at a really good click. And he probably just struggled to really sort of travel strongly in the mid mid stages of that race. So I thought he was he was really sort of good through the line. He's going to get a beautiful run. Um, and yeah, look, he's a he's a horse that we've got a got a pretty nice opinion of. Um, back he trialed on a heavy heavy ground at Deegan and got through it pretty well there. Gives us a little bit of confidence that he should handle handle the track if we did get into a heavy range. And um, yeah, look, looks a really nice race for him. We think he should be should be right in the finish. Race three, you've got better get set, drawn a little bit awkwardly. Yeah, she will probably save her for another day. Um, obviously, the the wide gate just makes things a little bit tricky. Um, so yeah, we we might uh, she might be staying at home tomorrow. Beery Cart's a very exciting uh, gelding you've got in the stable. Four starts for three wins. Uh, trialed well recently. Resumes will resume on the wet ground. Two for two on soft. Yeah, yeah, he's another one that's probably just a little little bit questionable, depending on how how wet we were to get. He's got good form on on sort of when he even won that that second start on a soft seven. He was obviously impressive there. I know, you know, Boris probably didn't think he was 100% comfortable. It was probably just his class got him there that day. So, look, we'll just be monitoring the rain. Obviously, if it was to get into a heavy, right in the heavy range, we'd, we'd probably uh, have to have a bit of a think. But, look, he's come back in, in really good order. Just probably didn't come up last preparation on the back of his first prep. That's why we only gave him the one run in the duel. And, and look to sort of tip him out on the back of that, but he's, he's really come back uh, in really good order. So even if he wasn't to take his place there on on Saturday, um, you know he's definitely one to follow this campaign. Uh, two runners in race six: Tumbler Ridge and then Invinciano. Yeah, uh, Tumbler was obviously really good winning uh, the other day. Uh, getting out to the mile, um, you know, should suit. He's obviously won there in the past. He's just one that really doesn't like it wet. So uh, we're really sort of hoping uh, that that this rain doesn't come. And and Invinciano's in the same boat. She's she sort of was. Uh, sent up to Queensland to try find drier tracks in Sydney, and unfortunately, uh, obviously, the last start was on a on a heavy track. And if we get into that range again uh, on Saturday, would uh, really be questioning her her chances. So we're we're hoping it doesn't come come as much as is predicted. In the last race, very interesting runner of yours, Kingston's here now. Only the one run last prep, and. Uh, I was quite confident that day. Ran sixth of six at the sunny coast on a very heavy track. That was Caloundra Cup day. Never, ever got into the race. Uh, it wasn't the track most probably, though. There was uh, a few issues post-race. Uh, oh, that was a little bit silly, the, what they sort of had in the shoulder before post-race. He, he actually pulled up not too bad on the on the back of that run. Just wheels were completely spinning on that on that wet track. So, again, he's he's one that if, it, if we get into the heavy range, he'll be staying home as well. Um, but has come back super this prep. Obviously, we saw him um, trial there last Tuesday and was was really impressive. Um, so look, he's he's come back in in really good order. Only had a had a, about three weeks in the paddock on the back of that run. So um, you know, still holds that that good little bit of fitness. So uh, we'll be saving him for another day. But um, yeah, he's obviously going forward. All righty, Matt. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it this morning. Good luck at Flemington and at Doombin uh, tomorrow. Hope it's a great weekend. We'll catch up with you soon. Cheers, thank you.
Matt Hoistad joining us this morning on the Punters, mate. Sam, we'll go for a break. When we go, we'll come back from a break. What will we talk about? We've got a couple of minutes before the news. We'll think of something. We'll talk about something. This is the Punters, mate, on SEN. Welcome back to the Punters, mate, on this Friday morning, the 9th of September 2022. Great to catch up with Matty Hoistad. After the break, as I mentioned, we're going to chat to Pip Miller, who's a PR consultant for Cairns Amateurs, which, of course, kicks off today. And, Sammy, and after we speak to Pip later on, you and I are going to have a bit of a chat about this horse that was so impressive winning at Delmar last week. Flight, flight line? Yeah, well, he's... Uh they're spreading the best horse in the world, aren't they? Uh, yeah. With flight line and uh, uh, yeah, he's uh, serious galloper. Is he? Uh, is he better than Bayid? Uh, I don't I know. Love your opinion. I don't know if he's better than Bayid, but I, I, I'm a big fan of Bayid. But uh, yeah, come on. All right. It's interesting, well, isn't it? Dirt turf. It is. It's a big difference. We'll chat more about it after the news. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. Welcome back to the Punters, mate. You're with Chris Nelson and Sam Hyland on this Friday morning. If you've missed the first half hour of the show, well, then that's your fault. I'm not <laughs> going to tell you what was on. Now we caught up with uh, Matty Hoisted, but right now, before I get to Pitt Miller, the Queensland Spring Carnival is here. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for more details. And not just only the Spring Carnival that's here in the southeast. It's a massive weekend of racing at Cairns as I introduced PR consultant for the Cairns Amateurs, Pip Miller. It's a massive day kicking off very shortly. You must be excited, Pip. Oh, very excited. We're, we're ready to go. You're ready to go? Have you had any sleep last night or are you just busting to get out of the blocks today? <laughs> I haven't had much. There's been a lot going on in my head. Um, yep. And then, of course, the news of the Queen this morning. That yeah. You know, that sidelines everything. But, um, no, look, we've been preparing for the last year, so we're excited. We had the high tea, the fashion high tea yesterday kicked off the, the social program, and uh, we had about 500 uh, ladies and gents on the waterfront. We have a marquee where we have the ball and the high tea down in, in Cairns overlooking the Esplanade. And that really was a wonderful beginning to see so many people, a record crowd, actually. And how has um, the last so, couple you know, of... Sorry, I was going to say, the last couple of years with COVID, you, you et cetera, go, how has that affected uh, the, the carnival? Well, it, it did massively. And 2020, there was no carnival. And last year, but we were determined, and last year it came back, but in sort of half measure with uh because Cairns Amateurs obviously is very popular with with southerners and it's a beautiful time of the year in the tropics but it's uh warm but it's not too hot and we have that beautiful spring um sunshine so Victorians and New South Wales people they love getting up to to Cairns in in September so we had no, you know, all the borders were closed last year. So it was very much a Queensland only event and it was still a wonderful celebration. But this year it's back and, you know, it's going to be big. Pip, uh, I, I, 
Well, I would imagine, uh, in, as you say, it's been so popular just with last night's event. Numbers have been up. And we've seen that, you know, off the back of COVID in, in lots of different uh, things that, you know, events that have gone on in previous years and then they've been quiet because of COVID. And then it's like uh, it's it's all on again and, and it's game on. Everybody turns up. And so I imagine uh, it's good to get, you know, lots of people from down south and everybody that supports the Cairns Amateurs. Uh, I know I've experienced it a couple of years ago and what a just a fantastic vibe, you know, a, a relaxed vibe but a great race day and, a, well, a great couple of days of, of racing. Yeah, it really is and it, it really showcases and spotlights the lifestyle in the tropical north, far north and a lot of people who make you know, the trek north or, you know, wherever they're coming from. We've got a lot of New Zealand guest visitors this year, interestingly. But um, wherever they come from, if they, if once they experience the amateurs, it's always on the, it becomes, it's not just a bucket list, list item. It's very much, let's go back, let's go back. I love that so much. Got to make this an annual, an annual um, trip. And I've got, you know, a house full of, guests who have done exactly that and they've been busting to get back to to Cairns and and Queensland after a couple of years because it is their you know it's the thing that they do every year they look forward to it they plan for it and it's it's a real getting away and and holiday vibe up here apart from the racing sorry Pip I was going to say apart from the racing um the the uh, fashions on the field competition, the Cairns Central fashions on the field competition, eight category, yeah. two day mm. fashions on. That's a mm. big deal. It is a big deal. Actually, we have a carnival champion will be crowned this year who will win a um, big cab prize for the Magic Millions. But so we've got new categories. It's always evolving, and we have a. Uh, fashion winner from the Grand National Fashions on the Field in um, at Rickerton Park Race Course in Christchurch. So her name is Pauline Petullo and she won that coveted uh, prize last month, I believe. So she has flown over as a guest of amateurs. Um, she's enjoying touring she's been out to green island and out to the reef and today she will um put on her spring racing finery but tomorrow she's fast tracked to the in the finals so that's a nice little um news newsy fashion news for this year and i i expect we'll be announcing bigger things next year we're going to really develop that international partnership and, um, you know, have winners from the Cairns Amateurs will be going and doing the same thing over in New Zealand and swapping judges, you know, having New Zealand judges and Cairns judges going to New Zealand and what what have you, because it is a real key market for us. And tourism, you know, underlying the spring racing, the sport of racing and, and fashion, uh, tourism in the far north is so important and so any way in which you can develop that visitation and generate more people um, is, is really important to us here.
Pip, are, are you a punter? Oh, I'm terrible at it. I'm going to give you a certainty, right, tomorrow? Oh. I'm going to give you a certainty okay, tomorrow. Okay, I'm right. Where's my pen? I'm writing it down. Race two, <laughs> number it. four. It's race two, number four, and it's fitting uh, by name. More the merrier. More the merrier. This will win. This would this win in Brisbane. It goes that good. And uh, it's on its home track. Yeah, it's a jet. So get around. More the merrier. What price of a dollar five? No, it'll be short. It'll be short enough, but it'll win. It's, it'll win. Oh, give me more tips, please. <laughs> I uh, you am know, absolutely Pip, terrible at it, but I, I love it. <laughs> I have a very sim- simple formula. I look at I look at the guide and then I go right. Who's won the most prize money? Isn't that terrible? It's, it's so discriminating. No, 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 it's not. It's um, actually not a bad way to go. There's, there's many ways to skin a cat. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, because if you go by my footy tipping, my footy tipping is appalling as well, although I always start off well. And then, you know, think, oh, my God, this year I'm going to do really well in this competition. And then everybody yeah. overtakes me. My formula how- doesn't, it doesn't endure. That's how we feel with the horses every single um, Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> what about the cup? Come on, tell me who's your favourite for the cup. Uh, I think the cup is. I got an each way tip in the cup. Arctic Wolf. I think Namazu will be hard to beat. The number one. He's got a lot of weight, but he's in good form and he, he's handy enough. So, yeah, it's it's a bit trickier the cup, but yeah, I'm I'm going to stick with Les Babatilli. You know what they say? Don't be silly. Back Babatilli. <laughs> Now, Pip, uh, that tip Arctic Wolf came from. Yes. Uh, came from. I don't know if you've run into Blair Gibson or you know Gibbo from Brizzy Races in, um, oh, in Brisbane. Oh, I do. I know Gibbo. I do well, know Gibbo. I look forward. I'm hoping Gibbo's here today. Oh, he's here. He's there. He uh, he uh, set off on his um, crawl of a weekend yesterday. Now we host a show together on a Friday, and that tip came from him. So he tells me Arctic Wolf each way, and. Uh, if you bump into him, please uh, look after him because I hate to think what sort of state he's in. Oh, well, you know, he always has a good time. And when I have followed his tips sometimes in the past, they've been not so fruitful. So I've, I always <laughs> approach with caution. But he is a great, a great um, you know, ambassador for the amateurs. And he's always so enthusiastic and... Yeah, no, I'll I'll look forward to saying hi to him today. Well, he'll be around, that's for sure. Both, so well, both Arctic, days. Who have we got? We've Arctic got Wolf. More the merrier. More the merrier. Yeah, Arctic just put the Wolf. house on. Put the house on more the merrier, and then and then and then and then uh, then you can just put one of the houses on Arctic Wolf, and then you'll be laughing. Yeah, the you'll be set. One. You'll be set until next year. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to come back on the program and give you give you my wash up next week. Yeah, you probably should. Well, we might get you yes. on again and just to see how it all went, what the crowd was like, what the numbers, uh, the atmosphere. We might get you and Gibbo on together. That'd be interesting. Well, that would be fun. I'll I'll warn him. <laughs> Pip, thanks so much for your I'll time. We really appreciate today. it. We really appreciate you joining us this morning. All the best for today yeah, it's and tomorrow. Been nice chatting. Yeah, you've been a great sport. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks.
Thanks Thanksgiving can some love. Really appreciate it. Like oh, any time. Okay, anytime. Next now. year we we get a free invite up. We we'll do an OP <laughs> yeah. out there. That'll be even yeah, better. We'll go. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I'd love to Thanks, do that. Pip. Thanks, Pip. Thanks for your time. Good <laughs> okay. luck today and tomorrow. Thank Bye you. Bye now. Pip. Pip Miller joining us there from uh, from Cairns and what's going to be a great couple of days. I mean, really need to get serious and get to some of these places we keep talking about. We'll go for a break. We'll come back from the break and have a little bit of a discussion. This is the Punters Mate on SEN. Express trainers are joined third. Country Grammar at this stage is four and a half lengths off the favourite. Behind that comes Royal Ship and Stiletto Boy. A half mile to go and Flightline doesn't want to wait. Flightline's picked up the running now and he kicks on to lead it by a length with a half mile to go and now he's widening. Flightline makes it two, now three as they go into the far turn. Extra Hope is next. Country Grammar down at the rail. Stiletto Boy, Express Train and still last as Royal Ship's going to come running but he's got a good ten lengths to make up on Flightline. Let's see a quarter of a mile to go in the Pacific Classic. Flavion Pratt and flight line are an embarrassing lead. It must be 15 lengths as they turn for home now. And let's see, Flavion Pratt just shakes the reins at flight line and take a good look at this because you're not going to see this too often, maybe never again. Flight line, 20 lengths clear. Flavion Pratt takes a hold and canters in in the TVG Pacific Classic. Sammy, that was flight line winning at Del Mar last Sunday by... 19 and a half lengths. Gee whiz, <laughs> what goes on? Five from five. Looking at his other four wins, he won by six, 11 and a half, 13 and 13 and a half lengths. Now, we are talking dirt track racing, and they do have some big margins. Uh, it reminded me of Secretariat, that vision of Secretariat winning, I think it was Belmont Park, that race by, by, an absolute, by 20 lengths, or might have been even more way back uh, in the day, whenever that was. Uh, but it, it's... It's created a bit of a debate around uh, flight line, and Bayid, of course, is the horse from uh, England who's unbeaten as well. Uh, I think he's is he eight from eight, something like that. I'm looking for it here on the uh, four, but I'm looking at a racing post form guy, and I can't work it out. Yeah, like it, ours. I think he's eight from eight, and uh, uh, he's an absolute jet, Bayid, and he just looks. You see him. Uh, he just looks like a powerhouse, and uh, yeah, I suppose I've watched him. Uh, a lot more closely than just seeing uh, what that horse did in America, but mm, I, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of Bay, so I'm I'm going to well, go that way. And I mean, grass racing, it's there is no there is no substitute for grass. Well, like that's, that's and that's the debate, you know, isn't it? Grass the, versus dirt. Dirt's rubbish. And, and you'll find, I think, people are feeling that once these new handicap ratings come out later in the year, flight line will be higher rated than than Bayidis. Yeah. Based, I would say, on on the length of his victories, plus the fact that uh, when he won that race at Del Mar last week by 19 and a half lengths, he beat uh, Country Grammar, who won the Dubai World Cup. Right. But I don't know if that was on grass or dirt. It might have been on dirt. Nah, that's on dirt. That's yeah, on dirt. the World Cup's on dirt. So all very interesting. Uh, but, yeah, and I was speaking to our good friend Paul Bloodworth yesterday from yep. Racing Victoria, and he said he had an... I like this. He had an idea... Why can't, in this sort of a situation... Because I did ask him, will these horses ever meet? Do you think they'll ever meet? And he said, no, I don't think so, because they'll be retired too soon. A match race situation, this was his idea, and I like it, like a main event boxing match, yeah. where 
the people pay to see it, and if they don't get enough money, well, the race just doesn't doesn't happen. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. You might get fifty million dollars uh, a winner take all type thing. Now, Bayed's owned by the Sheik. He doesn't really need the money. Well, he doesn't. Need so the it probably money. makes no difference to him. But that sort of thing would be fantastic. I mean, we'll just go back and talk about you know Frankel and and Winks and and, ca- and Black Caviar, etc. If we could have got up some match races. But then where would you hold... Would you have two match races, one on dirt and one on grass? Yeah, I'd, look... It's a great idea. Look, I'm, I'm just, just going to say, let's cool our jets on the whole um, uh, bringing up new races because uh, <laughs> I can't say, you know, has, has it been that big a success? Well, we it's, could run it at uh, Randwick or Russell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a circus. Like, dead set. It's... it's yeah, I'm... Uh, uh, I'm a traditionalist, and yeah, it's it's it it is what it is. It's uh, you know, one's a dirt horse, one's a grass horse, and and that's the that's the other thing why they don't come together is because um, you know, one, one's at its best on the dirt, or appears to be at its best on the dirt, and and then you can run them on the turf, and and they're nowhere near as effective, and that's you know, so it's. Yeah, it's. But it's, then, if you have two match races, one never... on dirt and one on turf, and let's say Flightline won both, then he gets the crown. I know. He's clearly it, the better horse. It, it, it'll never happen. No, I know. It'll it. never. Happen. It would be a great thing. I mean, in this in this day and age, where all pay per view TV and, and 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 things along those lines, I reckon it'd be great. But you're right; it's a very very hard to organise uh, preparations etc. And horses they go off to stud, don't they? These. Uh, yeah, well, I, we I, get think, to see them. I think uh, uh, Shakisa has said that uh, she... I don't, I don't think there's too many uh, more runs left in him, actually. No. And, uh, and then he will go to stud. So, uh, and I think that's, that's been fantastic uh, to, to see Shakisa, um, you know, be very involved and, and in the public eye uh, over in England uh, with Baid winning and she's turns up to the races and uh yeah it's, it's uh she's got a real passion for it obviously like her father so that's uh that's a great thing good for racing over there all righty well we'll see what happens next with those horses but that was a very very impressive win and they are two horses that you wouldn't mind owning a small share in <laughs> <laughs> any size would be nice uh before we get to some tips for the weekend just a few other cups on over the weekend uh tell me if you've been to any of these places sam uh, the Paduri Cup. No. I don't even know if I pronounced that right. So any, uh, if I've got it I wrong, I apologise. Yeah. Uh, I've been to Gundawindi. Yeah, I've been to Gundawindi as well. Gundawindi yeah. Gold Cup Day tomorrow. And the Thangul Cup tomorrow. No, I haven't been to Thangul. So they are all non-tab meetings. So if you're in the areas, get out and uh, enjoy the hospitality at one of those great meetings. And, of course, as I mentioned, the Cairns Amateurs kicks off today. Big day tomorrow. Just some news I didn't touch on at the top of the show. Ryan Maloney, our good friend, will be riding Isotope at Caulfield next Saturday in the Hound Now. The blinkers go back on and uh, spiritualised. The horse that was so impressive uh, winning at Eagle Farm a couple of weeks ago. Gone for a break. Summer return possible and a possible king of the mountain slot at Toowoomba in that race on New Year's Eve. So we might see Spiritualized go around in that for Tony Gollan, who, of wow. course, is from Toowoomba. Yeah, well, I'm sure uh, Gollan, he'll definitely uh, target a horse for that race. Uh, as you say, being a Toowoomba boy, and it's um, it is uh, yeah, it's going to have a lot of hype about it, and, yeah. and and it'll it'll be exciting to to obviously have that um, have that race on New Year's Eve, and there'll be plenty going on. I'm sure uh, 
sure, Lizzie, you'll, you'll do a great job there at, at Toowoomba, at the race club there, and they'll really pump that uh, that whole meeting up. It's, yes. uh, it's, uh, and slots are open now, aren't they, yep. I think, for that race, yeah. Now, tips for tomorrow. Doombin. Now, we're not really sure what this weather's... Oh, that was a look outside. It's bucketing it's down. pouring down. It is so bucketing we do down. So I'm going on a soft-slash-heavy track, and that makes race six, number three, Punchura Immoral, Sam. It'll be heavy now, yeah. Absolute I, I think, uh, Look, I'm a fan of Punchura, uh, but one of my... Uh, one of my mates is in that race. Uh, couldn't refuse. I'm also a fan of him. I just he was his, unlucky last start. His heavy track form mm. is uh, is probably he's, he's only had a couple of goes for no result. Whereas Panjura, you know, is going to be effective in the in the heavy ground. So I'll probably you've got to go that way with. Uh, Panjura, but gee, I, I think he's he's a beauty that couldn't refuse. Well, he was unlucky. He, he couldn't get a run last start until late, and he finished off very well. So I've got him in the three. Panjura, Panjura's a better horse in the wet than he is on the dry. His dry track record's average, very, very average. Once he hits a, ho- a wet track, uh, he's a different horse, and he'll go to the front. Meets Ricky Lad, four and a half kilos better for the narrow defeat a few weeks ago. Uh, he should be winning Panjura. He really does look the better of the day. And once you get away from him, it gets a bit awkward. Uh, race eight. I'm going to go with one at odds here. Number ten, Windside each way. Down in the weights, gets a nice run back to 1100 meters. I think can run well. At, last time I checked, was around 13 dollars. And race nine, number seven, Desert Dreamer, one of Tony Gollins, who could not get a run at a vital stage last start, was travelling beautifully, ran into a de- of like a brick wall, and then uh, that was the end of the horse's chances basically. So Desert Dreamer. Uh, on the wet ground, very well suited. I think will run well at a good price also. But clearly, race six, number three, Puncher is my best at Doombin tomorrow. And I have something small on those ones in the last two races. Do you fancy anything, Sam? Uh, i tell you what. I, uh, I Look, I'm a fan of this Pentito. Uh, like, I was sick the other day when they uh, reversed that decision. It's, it's in, your, you know, in your craw. Well, well you, you, you back it. You know, yeah. you scream at home in the pub. You've tipped a few mates into it, so everyone's up and about. And then, and then you go, "What? What?" So, so you go up to to collect. You look in your on your phone to collect and uh, refresh, no. refresh. There's nothing happening. And then, and then next thing, um, they got the photo wrong. What? Yes, they did. What? Like it's, I I can tell you when I was a jockey, like. Um, over the years, you know, you would hear these people, um, uh, you know, they want to have a look at the photo. Like, you know, and you just like, and jockey's going, oh, you know, I want to have a look at the photo. Hang on a minute, mate. You're sitting on its back. This bloke's got the photo in front of him with a magnifying glass and you're going to turn it around, are you? Like, I I just think it was madness. And then, here, sure enough, this gets overturned. I was like, what? <laughs> Lucky I went each way the other day. So I hope Pentito gets a score on the board on Saturday. Well, that's an open race. There's a lot of open races, but I think after scratchings tomorrow, they're going to change complexion completely because there'll be a lot of scratchings. With the rain, the way it's looking outside, nothing quickly at uh, Flemington took your eye? Uh, no. Okay. Um, um, I'll, I'll sit on the fence there. I'm, I've got all day today to go through that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you one in Toowoomba tomorrow night. Race four, number four, Allegis. Have a great weekend. Happy punting.